Boys, welcome back. Episode 55 of the Review Podcast. It is Sunday, December 27th, and it is week 16 of the NFL, week 16 of our Sunday pregame NFL Pick'em. Seth, good morning to you. How's it going? Um, I'm doing I'm doing all right. I'm a little tired, but such is life. So that's we, good. That's good. I'm good. Uh, last time we spoke was a few days ago during trivia. And I wanted to start this episode off by addressing something that happened on the trivia. It was brought to my attention by two separate listeners. If you, you know, I won't, I won't say who they are to keep their, keep their identities private, but two separate listeners contacted me and they accused Michael Lynch of cheating on the trivia episode. No way. I went back and I listened and they make a pretty decent case. So I texted Carp, the the commish, who has played against Michael twice and knows his knowledge range. I said, listen to the episode and tell me, just tell me if you think that he's cheating. He's like, do you think he's cheating? I was like, I don't know. Because like, it makes sense what these, what these two listeners are saying. It like, it makes sense what they're saying. And like, they're saying that they've, because Michael's on every trivia episode. It's like, it'd be one thing if it was like, you, a newcomer, could probably, like, you set your knowledge range in your first round. Mike's on, what, five rounds now? And they're saying, like, all of a sudden, he just got really good at categories that he's never known before. And I was like, it is a good point. So I went back and I listened, and there's definitely some questions that are suspect. I don't want to accuse him of anything yet. Because I like Michael. and Well, so I, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Is it enough questions that it would actually change anything at all? Well, that I have to, beat me like 15 to 6. He beat you 15 to 6. But I think that, like, I don't know if it would. Like, oh, I, it, it, also, it also back. depends, too. Because think about it, right? Like, say he got four questions wrong or something. Or actually, well, say it was five that you don't, right? Yeah. Like that drops him down to 10. That brings me up to 11, theoretically, depending on the question. Right. Yeah. So like there's there's no way to prove it. So I can't take the win away from him. But for the integrity of TBR trivia, I do think that it should be addressed and that there should we need to take a second look at it um, and then we'll decide like. If he like plays handicaps next round or we like put Ferulo on his team, that is a handicap or something along those lines for the next round that he has to like play blindfold or something. I don't know. Uh, we're going to wait on Carp's verdict and then I'll get back to everyone. Carp has been busy with cheating sandals this weekend. Whoa, whoa. What happened? <laughs> so, OK, well, let's put it this way. Nine out of ten guys in the league think that he cheated. The one guy who is kind of on the fence is the guy who originally said that he cheated anyway. But in fantasy football, in fantasy football, how do you so cheat in fantasy football? By being the league manager. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I don't know if I should name him or not. I think we think Carp. Think you know. Think mutual friends that we have. Oh, I know exactly who it is. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. <laughs> This person who is the league manager of our 10-person fantasy league, this is a non-TBR. Oh, oh, Carp's not the manager. Carp is not the manager. Oh, so, yeah, I know exactly who you're talking yes. about. Yes. You just further strengthened that for me. Anyway, yes. go ahead. So, <laughs> this person allegedly, we have screen Okay, so I'll explain the whole situation, but allegedly took um, DeAndre Swift out of the line, which that part it not confirmed whether or not he cheated by putting DeAndre Swift out of the lineup yet. We don't really know when that happened. Like we don't know if that happened before or after the Lions yeah. game. Um, but what we do know happened after a game started was Wilson Jr. from San Francisco, mm-hmm. who ended up getting twenty seven point four points, was inserted into a lineup over Russell Gage at the flex spot. Okay. After the game. It's after hard. the game started. So we have two screenshots, one at 5.05. And 
after the game started where Wilson is not in the lineup. And then we have another screenshot at 525 where he is in the lineup. Oh, <laughs> and so this person who allegedly cheated, but literally eight and a half out of 10 guys in the league think that he cheated. Like he's the only person advocating for himself basically right now. Um, so basically everyone thinks that he cheated and his explanation was that the the ESPN app didn't refresh. And I'm like, dude, nobody else has that problem. No. And the crazy thing, too, is you can see in one of the screenshots that the app has understood that the game has started because yeah. points have already been registered for George Kittle. The guy who right. cheated against his has George Kittle. And so you could see the points coming in for George Kittle. Yeah. So it wasn't that doesn't like, sound good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like it's pretty it looked like it. So there were a couple of guys who were I'm in the losers bracket. So I've kind of checked out of the season at this point, especially because I yeah. won last week. So it totally like I didn't have to worry about last place punishment or anything. Um, so I was basically like I was kind of checked out. There were a couple of guys in losers bracket that were trying to get the whole league voided and get their money back. I wasn't really trying to do that because I didn't care that much. But I was like, Vito shouldn't get any of the winnings. <laughs> Oh, I just named it. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I don't care. Yeah, it was you know. that whole story. Well, I knew exactly. We all knew exactly who you were talking about. Well, I, I mean, whatever. Hopefully he doesn't <laughs> listen to this. I don't want him coming after me. <laughs> it was bigger than I am. If you were this happened to me two years ago, I'm I was the league commissioner in Yahoo. If if you were playing in Yahoo, I would actually believe Vito because this happened to me. I added a player off the waiver wire and put him into the lineup before the game started well before like the night before or I think I was up at like 3 a.m. and I did it but Yahoo's app runs in West Coast time sometimes okay. like especially on the waiver wire so not like in our lineups but go and click on a player and go to the game log like it says their games are in like West Coast time so it says like a one o'clock game is like what would that be in West Coast? 10 a.m. or something? I don't know. Yeah, it is 10 a.m. Yeah, so it says like Sunday 10 a.m. So everyone thought I added the player like after the game had started because the time difference was all messed up in the app. But I but I pled my case and I was like, no, look, I swear to God, I did this at like 3 a.m. when I was up. And they were like, yeah, OK, so moral so, of the story is that I know ESPN doesn't do that. So I believe. Yeah, you. pretty much everybody <laughs> thinks that. He cheated, and so Carp kind of took over matters and was dealing with it and trying to bring down punishment. But the problem is that Vito controls all the money because we all either Venmo or gave Vito cash at the beginning of the yeah. season right after the draft. Um, so trying to actually get him to give it up is a, is a, you know. I think we need to hold Kangaroo Court on the review podcast next episode. We have Michael come in for the first half hour and Vito come in for the second half hour. And we hear their cases and we we you and I and Carp, too, uh, will preside. Is that the is it preside or reside? What a judge does. Preside no idea. We'll we'll listen to the cases and we'll make a decision. But yeah, Um we are looking into the trivia cheating scandal. I don't know what's going to come of it. I don't think it's necessarily fair to just take the win away because he could have just had a really good round. Um, I have to watch the video because that's, yeah, that's gonna, the thing. Cause if you can see him looking down at his phone, if he's looking down or like hands moving at all. There were definitely some, if you listen, it kind of sounds like, so the example that a, the, a few of the examples I texted carp that I was like, there's just no way that carp would know. So I text. Here's how the text exchange works. Uh, yesterday at about lunchtime, I got a text from two of our loyal listeners who live in the town here who I don't really know that well, but they like know of me. And they said, like, oh, uh, listen to the trivia episode. Definitely sounds like Michael was cheating. And I was like, what do you mean? And they're like, there's just no like it just sounded like he knew everything and like that wasn't the case on any other trivia episode. I was like, I'll give it a listen and let you know. So I said to Carp, if you have the time to listen to the trivia episode, let me know if Michael cheated. He goes, do you think he did? I said, I don't know. There were definitely some questions that I didn't expect him to get. And he did. And there were others where he had no clue at the beginning. And then a few minutes later, he got it 100 percent correctly. And then I said, you know him. You, you've played against him twice. You know his knowledge range. And he goes, 
He only watches hockey. His range isn't that great. So that was there are a few questions. The oh, so literally question. every single football question that he got right to so the question. He's historically in trivia, five rounds so far, awful at football. And I mean awful. So there were definitely some where I was like, Heisman, and I. this is the image I have in my head, and I don't want to like put him out on the spot because you're innocent until you're proven guilty. Right now, he didn't cheat. But if he did, I think that like, I announced the category before I announced the question. And then we kind of like talk for a few minutes. I'm like, all right, Heisman trophy winners, this category, does anyone want to double? Does anyone want to this? And then whatever. I think that like, if I said Heisman trophy winners, he Googles like Heisman trophy winner list and then like scrolls it down. And if he found it in time, then he says the right answer. Cause there were some that he got wrong. So like, I feel like it, unless he was just trying to like get some wrong to make it look good. I really don't know. But the Heisman Trophy winner one, I was like, how do you know that? The the NFC franchise that hasn't won since 1996, that one was really suspect because he, like, locks in Packers right away. Yeah. And then stops. And he's like, wait, no, I don't want to lock that in. And then waited, like, forever and then said Cowboys. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers to be complete, Yeah, the Buccaneers one was weird. To be completely honest, I thought it was going to be Washington for the 96 one. Because yeah. Washington beat um, the Bills in one of those, like, four straight yeah. that they played. And so I was thinking that. He, like, the, the Bucks one, I definitely was like, hmm, that's odd. Like, Seth didn't get that, but Michael did. And I asked Carp too, just like, I was like, hey, before you listen to the episode, answer me this question. Who won the Super Bowl in 2003 and, like, has the least amount of playoff wins? And, like, he didn't even know. Right. Like, he, he got it right after, like, a few tries. But he I think he got it wrong, like, the first two tries. So I was like, it was really weird that I said to you, NFC franchise, that, listen, and you said Rams. And then I got it wrong. And then Michael was just like, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He also got the basketball one right. The, yeah, the Raptors. Yes, the Raptors and the Heat. That, that, the Heat. Thank you for bringing that up. That's what makes me think because he was like, "Oh, LeBron was on the team. I remember this." Like, and yeah, LeBron was like, wasn't what on are the you team. Talking about bro. that's why I think he looked up and then tried to like make it. That was weird. He got Raptors and Heat. Yeah, and I know for a fact he hasn't watched like a basketball game in his life. So it's under it's under further review right now. I'm gonna go back and watch the Can video. Just, today. I know that I know that you kind of gave me a little bit of crap for being really confident in the 76ers answer. That was but fun. If we're being honest, like uh, how many teams would the Celtics realistically play on? No, that's that. that it's, it wasn't a bad guess, but it was just funny how quick you got it. Like I hadn't even finished saying well, like, Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah, because I was like, it's not going to be anyone else. I didn't even think that the Raptors were, like, relevant. Like, because in my mind, last year, the Raptors just don't count as a basketball team. Like, Yeah, fair enough. Um, Yeah, I I remember actually watching that game, Raptors-Celtics. I don't remember what happened. I mean, I know that the Raptors didn't win. But uh, I just remember, like, it being Christmas and that game being on the TV at my cousin's house. Yeah. That's, all, that's all I remember. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> We will address the cheating situation. I would love to to have a little uh, investigation on this podcast. Maybe next episode we, we can figure that out. So we'll figure it out. But it is the Sunday NFL Pick'em. It's a shorter Sunday NFL Pick'em because there were four NFL games already played before Sunday. I don't want to run through each because they kind of sucked. But I want to talk about one. And I got into a lot of Instagram beef in comment sections of posts with other people, not our posts, but like other accounts post uh, for making some claims about some players. I want to get your thoughts on the Buccaneers game and what it means heading into the playoffs. Do you think that their win yesterday was like good for them going? Into the well, playoffs? it wasn't. So, well, here's the. OK, so there's I only watched like the first quarter ish and I wasn't paying like super like you know, focused attention to it. Um, but the one thing I will say, so dropping 47 on the Lions, not really all that impressive. What I will say is it seemed as though Brady was making the throws that he wasn't making last year. So that to me, if you're a Bucks fan is encouraging. Um, but as far as like, Oh, they beat Lions by 47. They're going to, every team in 
winning the Super Bowl. No, that was not my takeaway from that game at all. My takeaway right. from that game was actually Antonio Brown is a freak of nature because he's still so I don't know how the rest of the game played out, but as of a certain point in the game, since like I think it was 2014 or something, which is I, it's one of the years that either Antonio Brown or um, Mike Evans came into the NFL. Antonio Brown leads the NFL with 61 touchdowns and Mike Evans is 59. So keep that in mind when you also think about the fact that Antonio Brown's Mitch missed the majority of the last like two seasons and he missed all but the first game of last season. Yeah. So it's like I, the fact that he leads the NFL in receiving touchdowns in that span is just unreal. So that was my main takeaway from the game. Okay. So here's what I'm going to say about this. I actually, so Carp and I talk a lot about how we don't think Bruce Arians is a good coach uh, and that we think he's actually doing bad for the Buccaneers. My first issue with this game is that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers came out at the second half with a completely new offense. So they're up 34 nothing at half. They come out. Brady doesn't touch the ball in the second half. Gronk doesn't touch the ball in the second half. Leonard Fournette doesn't touch the ball in the second half. A wild card team up 34 nothing at half. I don't think you're in a spot to be resting your starters. I that like That's really fair. bothered me. That really yeah. I was like, all right, fuck you, Bruce Arians. Like. You're up 34 against the Lions in the second half, and you're like, yeah, let's throw Blaine Gabbard. And we're going to, like, the sideline reporter was interviewing him. He's like, we're going to get some of the guys in this game, give them experience. I wanted nothing more than for the Lions to, like, blow their tires off in the second half and, like, make it a game and then them have to put those guys back in. It, it didn't make any sense. I understand not wanting to run the score up. That's fine, but what I would have done was keep Brady in the game, keep Gronk in the game, keep Fournette in the game, and just run the ball. Just hand it off. Maybe get that that Vaughn kid who they went to really early. Get him some touches. Get LaShawn McCoy some touches. The fact that they just brought their backups in to start the second half, that's something the Kansas City Chiefs could maybe get away with. You know, like yeah. that that's an all-time cocky move. Like, yeah, we're going to send our backups in to start the second half. That's right. early. Especially you weren't up 50. You were up 34. Like, there have been greater leads in football before. I didn't like that at all. The other thing, too, is I think that they're going to this win is going to inflate them a little bit, because like you said, the Lions are not a good team. Brady was making some deep throws that he hasn't been making in years past, recent years past. But I think that this win is going to inflate them. And I don't think they're as good a team as they played yesterday or as the score shows yesterday. Uh, they're they are most likely going to play i think i looked at the playoff picture they're most likely going to play the winner of the nfc east which is i have it okay, boiled so down to, i have it boiled down to washington and new york most likely the giants almost beat them on monday night football washington can snap off a, an upset i i wouldn't count on the buccaneers not winning a playoff game this year i wouldn't count on them not 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 winning i wouldn't count on them winning a playoff game this year found it there it is uh i don't believe in this team i don't and i said this on instagram which got people really mad espn posted this stupid picture yesterday it said the brady effect and carp reposted on his story too so screw you carp the brady effect picture of tom brady in a buccaneers jersey bucks make playoffs first time since 2007 then a picture of bill belichick Patriots miss playoffs first time since 2008. And everyone's like, oh, my God. But people are commenting, Pats fans, how are you feeling right now? Fine. Uh, so I comment this. Brady isn't the reason, but nobody wants to have that conversation yet. That's what I said. That that stirred a lot, stirred up a lot of controversy. Oh, what sure. I meant when I said that was not Tom Brady is not a good quarterback. What I meant when I said that was not. Tom Brady isn't contributing to either side of this of this scenario. I didn't mean that Tom Brady, you know, obviously Tom Brady was like 
a huge reason why the Patriots made the playoffs every year and won all these Super Bowls. And he's a huge reason why the Buccaneers are playing well. What I mean by this was Tom Brady leaving the New England Patriots and going to the Buccaneers did not create this scenario that we have here. And a lot of people want to leaving the Patriots caused the Buccaneers to make the playoffs. I will. I really don't think so. I'm willing to make the argument that this team with Jameis Winston would be in the playoffs. I mean, I think that's fair. I, we all, it's tough, right? Because it's, we don't, we don't know what Jameis looks like as a quarterback right now. I, I'm really curious to see if that eye surgery LASIK stuff actually changes how he plays the game. I'm yeah. really curious to see that. Um, but yeah, I mean, you give him. Well, so here's here's the only thing to me that changes it is. So if the Bucks don't have Brady, they don't have Gronk, right? Like that's 100 percent. Yeah. You know, Gronk only comes out of retirement to play with Brady. That's the only reason. Like, we know that he was not going to play with the Patriots if there was no Brady. He's not going to play with any team if there is no Brady. Yeah. Antonio Brown, you might be able to make the argument is there. Leonard Fournette, same deal, right? So, let's so say, yeah, but I think that's a different, but, like, story. Right. So it's like doing what you're I doing. Know. I agree. Like, like behind the scenes. Yes, we think that Brady was making these moves and not just the Buccaneers. Like that's a different that's a different thing. I'm saying in my mind with the talent that's on this team right now, if you remove Brady and put and in like put a Jameis Winston, Winston, they can probably I yeah, think I they're mean, still in the same spot. Well, you think about it, right? Like he threw 34 touchdown passes last season without Antonio Brown and Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. I mean, I think he's pretty good. So Oh, I'm yes, and I'm not saying that Tom Brady is not helping this team. Right. I'm not saying that Tom Brady making there is playing a part but everybody wants to say that because he left the patriots and joined the buccaneers and because the patriots missed the playoffs for the first time in 12 years and that the buccaneers are making the playoffs for the first time in 13 years that it was all just tom brady removing himself from new england and putting himself in tampa bay that caused this scenario and that's not the case no everyone in new england right now is saying oh we should have kept brady oh with brady's team would be different you forget that we lost Hightower. You forget that we lost Chung. You forget that we lost Van Noy. We you forget that we lost Harmon. You forget, well, forget that forget Edelman's been guys. hurt. No, forget even that, dude. Like the whole reason why we were even in the playoffs last year is because we had the best defense in the NFL. Right. Like, like forget losing. Like Tom Brady did not get us to the like. Look, whether or not Brady would, you know, we win an extra game maybe with Brady this year, that's, you know, up for debate, whatever. But to say that Brady is the reason why we made the playoffs last year is a stretch. Oh, Anyone who actually watched the Patriots play could tell you that Brady was missing throws. And that's not just, oh, he's overshooting guys by five yards or he's undershooting them by five yards when he's throwing it deep. No, we're talking he's throwing it four yards behind a guy on a slant route, yeah. back shoulder throw and getting him lit up and they can't catch the ball. Believe right? me, like, I was the biggest advocate for Brady to leave before last year. I, I mean, I knew this was going to happen, though. I knew he was going to leave New England and that everyone was going to start to point the finger at at point the finger, so to speak, at him because he was the end all be all for this team. And the other but people thing are forgetting me, how bad he was last year. <laughs> well, the thing that bothers me too is now people are trying to say that Belichick isn't as good of a coach as everyone says he is because you know he doesn't have Brady, you can't get success without this Brady. Season is just yeah, not a measure. But here's the of, thing, right? Like you and I talk about it, and we should really get into the pick'em after this. Yeah, we will. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you and I talk about it during almost every single. Patriots game and it's the play calling has been awful yes who 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 covers the play calling who covers Joshua McDaniel exactly (laughs) Bill Belichick has nothing to do with the offensive play calling which is 90% of the reason why they're not winning games like let's be honest here they're not giving up amount like even with all the opt-outs on the defense they're not giving up point amounts that are insurmountable right right like you think I mean they almost beat you know, the um, the Seahawks. And I think that was the most points they gave up all year, if I'm not mistaken. I but, think I'm, so, yeah. I mean, you look at you look at the whole schedule, right? Like, so week one beat the Dolphins. Then you give up 35 to Seattle, but you score 30, right? 
You only give up 20 to the Raiders. You only give up 26 to the Chiefs. You only give up 18 to the Broncos. You give up 33 to the Niners. That's pretty much the outlier here. Only give up 24 to the Bills. You give up 27 to the Jets, but you win that game, so whatever. Then you only give up 17 to the Ravens in a win. You only give up 27 um, to the Texans in a loss. Then you um, only give up 17 to the Cardinals, who are admittedly on a downswing. You shut out the Chargers. You only give up 24 points to the Rams. And then you only give up 22 to the Dolphins. Yeah. Like, like it's with the exception of, I mean, you can throw the, um, you can throw the 49ers game in, in the conversation and you can maybe make an argument for that Jets game where they gave up 27. You probably shouldn't be giving up 27 points to the Jets. But other than that, they're not giving up point amounts. You know, and, and the big thing with that 27 to the Jets is you can also very easily score 30 on the Jets because of yeah. the Jets. So you know, they're not giving up amounts of points that are you know unbeatable, right? So even it's just a matter of being able to score, and they just haven't been able to do that on a consistent basis this year. This is what I want to do, and I actually think it'll be good content and interesting to see. I'm going to simulate a season in Madden with this Patriots team without Cam getting COVID. Like, because mm. the game, I don't think the game's going to be like, oh, COVID. So I want to do that in Madden and make a video out of it and see what this team would be like. Maybe even say, if we don't lose to the Seahawks, if Cam doesn't get stopped at the two yard line, start the simulation in week three. No COVID. What actually happens to this Patriots team? That'll be interesting to see. I mean, the game isn't like a direct indication, but I mean, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, you think about it, and even if you, even if you keep the Seahawks loss, I still think they do significantly better. I mean, oh, I don't yeah. think that the game lets them have a close one against the Chiefs, but we'd beat the Broncos in the game easily. We would beat. Uh, you'd have to adjust the Forty ers roster. Like you'd have to, you'd have to have injuries be like you'd have to have the whatever the current injury rate because like nick yeah. was down week one right well i think the game would I, if he is still in the game i would just take him out at that right. point but yeah, it'd so be interesting to see adjust. but yeah it would be all right yeah but anyway there's that so if anybody has any thoughts on that we'll probably the talk about it more as we ever known yeah <laughs> Um, we'll, we'll talk about it more as we roll towards in, into the playoffs, but that's my take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All right, let's get into it. Week 16 Sunday pickums, 11 games on the slate for today. The updated pickum standings will be out tonight. That's a guarantee. I say that every week, but it actually is a guarantee, uh, because I am writing them down for the first time ever as we do it, which I don't know why I haven't been doing this the whole time. So, so who's winning? I believe that I'm up one game. Okay. Believe so. If my math is right, which I'm going to triple check today because I, I want to get this right. I'm pretty so, sure. You definitely won last week. Yeah. And I, I think I was up. I think I was up a few games. I don't remember why. I don't know. I'll have to go back and look. I wrote, I have like a, I'm keeping like from week 10 and on, I have like all the games written down. That's how I did it. So, yeah. All right. Uh, game one Browns and Jets. Uh, the Jets are in a, the Jets are in a tough spot this week, coming off of a big win. Um, the Browns need this win because, Seth, I texted this to you, the Browns can go 11-5 and five and miss the playoffs. That is statistically still possible. So the Browns need this one. I'm taking the Browns, and I'm also taking them uh, against the spread. I think the Browns cover in this one, and they beat the Jets. I mean, I am also going to take the Browns. I think, uh, I mean, are you looking at the nine and a half spread? Uh, my line is seven right now. Okay. So seven, I think, is more more realistic. I see a spread of nine and a half. Yeah. I think they just adjusted it while we were on the podcast. Okay. Yeah. Seven, I think they can easily cover. Yeah. I think, I mean, people are thinking this is going to be a close game. And like, yeah, I see that. But I could also see the Browns coming out today and playing like they did against the Titans. Yeah, because they're hungry and they know that like if they if they went out there they're in they win the division if they went right. out so and i don't sleep on them beating the steelers week 17 that's gonna be a hell of a game too but i've got the browns today pretty easily i mean granted we would never pick the jets and we like no one was gonna pick them last week we both got that wrong but uh 
But yeah, everyone's like, oh, Jets are rolling now. No, they're going to lose this week pretty easily. Uh, yeah. Next game. This game sucks. Bengals and Texans. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a brutal one. Um, I'm I'm gonna say Bengals. I think they're gonna. I mean, the run game was just so good against the Steelers that t- to me, like from game to game, when you're missing your quarterback, your pass game can be all over the place. But from game to game, your running game is not gonna be, you know, it's not gonna be stagnant one game and then just totally amazing the next i don't see that happening especially they've got a pretty good um three running back room yeah so i i think that they'll they'll pull this one out for sure i'm gonna pick the texans uh i don't know why i just have a better feeling about them winning than i do the Bengals for some reason i think the Bengals cover and they probably it's seven and a half right now i think the Bengals are going to cover but i think i'm going to pick the texans on the money line and I don't know. This game means absolutely nothing to anybody. I mean, yeah, you could say like, oh, draft pick order. But in reality, the Bengals have Joe Burrow once like once he comes back, like they'll be fine. And the Texans just suck. So, yeah, Yeah. I'm picking the Texans. All right. Next one. This is an interesting one. Colts and Steelers. There is this clown on TikTok who's a Steelers fan. And I exposed him on the TBR story who has like, oh, my God, this game, like, he just he, he's delusional about the Steelers. It's like, oh, I think we're Super Bowl contenders. We're going to beat whatever. I don't know which way to lean on this game because I have said it all year long. The Steelers, I don't think are that good. I also think the Colts are a team that it's like, why are they 10 and four? They don't seem that good. Like the Colts automatically seem to be like a five and, and what a nine team, but they're 10 and four. I think there's no way the Steelers lose four in a row. I think the Steelers win this week and lose next week. So I'm going to take the Steelers against the Colts, and then the Steelers are going to lose next week to the Browns and lose the division. Interesting. Okay. I just don't see a way, especially with all this like juju stuff that happened. He's not going to dance on logos anymore. I, I don't see them losing four in a row. I just That would be crazy. If they did, then that just proves to me even further that the Steelers suck. But... Yeah, I mean it, it's such a it's such a close one that it's like it's it's tough to pick. Like I don't know, it's it, it's a do you trust Philip Rivers or do you trust Roethlisberger to have another crappy game? He has been down talking himself all week though, which is kind of what's pushing me towards the Steelers side in this, especially they're home. Yeah, I'll go Steelers too. Steelers, honestly, yeah. I mean like Roethlisberger admitted this week that he was trash. And I feel like that's what the kind of thing that you do when you're like about to go off. Yeah. Um, I I loved that karma just came back and smacked the Steelers right in the face against yeah. the Bengals. That was awesome. And like there was so many things that that um, like CBS Sports. I'm like on a CBS Sports email list for some reason, and they sent out an article. And it's like the Steelers are going to beat the Bengals tonight. It's just like the stars aligned for the Bengals to prove everybody wrong. And I loved it. I absolutely loved it, especially because he danced on the logo. And he was like, they told me to stop dancing on the logo and stop being myself. And then he was like, Corvette, Corvette. And then they lost. And it was great. So, yeah. Uh, But we're picking the Steelers. I just don't see him losing four in a row. I don't know why. I just don't see it. Okay. Bears and Jaguars. Bears still have a shot to make the playoffs. I'm riding with the Bears. I am not lifting the Jaguars ever. Screw that account. Uh, they have not won a game since, and they are going to lose again today to the Chicago Bears. Bears make the playoffs. I'm taking the Bears. So here, here's the thing, though. You should be rooting for the Jaguars. If you really want to curse the Jaguars, you should be rooting for the Jaguars to win this game. Yeah, Because if the Jaguars the win this pick. game, then they don't get the first overall pick. They're stuck with either Fields or the linemen, right? So it's like... If if we really wanted to curse, I mean, I'm picking the Bears, which is just, it feels weird. It feels unnatural. But I feel like you've never picked the Bears on a pick'em. Sixteen weeks. I feel like this is the first time you've ever picked them. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. It might be. Imagine if the Bears didn't lose like seven games or six games in a row. I know, right? They were five and one at one yep. point. That was like I was like, oh my god, they're gonna win the division. They're gonna be better than the Packers. 
And look at where we are now. They're fighting for their lives in the playoffs. But yeah, I get what you're saying with the whole, like, if I really want to curse them, I don't want them to have the first pick. But at the same time, I love the storyline to be Jaguars start 1-0. and oh. Jaguars fan account shit talks TBR sports. Jaguars don't win another game for the rest of the season. Boom. That's the headline. So I'm rolling with that. Bears win. All right. Giants Ravens. Hmm. Uh, I'm taking Ravens. I like Ravens have been playing really solid football over the past couple of weeks. Like basically ever since they lost to the Patriots, they've been playing well. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Yeah, I'll take the Ravens as well. I feel like I'm a little fever dreamish about the Giants needing to win this to win the division. Um. Because I think if they won this week and next week, that would outright give them the playoff spot. But yeah, the Ravens are going to win. All right. Falcons and Chiefs. This is an interesting one. It's just just for the sake of the Falcons tend to score a lot of points for no reason. Um, But yeah, I'm also taking the Chiefs. Well, the Falcons like can like we saw it last week against Tampa. They jumped out to like what a 17 point lead or something like that. And then blew. I think it was more than that because people were showing the actually twenty one maybe last, yeah I don't know um the the Chiefs are the second best team in the AFC so they're gonna win who do you have at one the Buffalo Bills no get out of here oh my God you're a disgusting human being I just I can't don't want to root for the podcast with you I hate the Chiefs and I don't like Patrick Mahomes and I think he should not be the MVP. Okay, but saying but <laughs> saying that you're not going to root for them and saying that the Bills are a better football team are two very different things. I don't know, man. I don't know. Josh Allen against Pat Mahomes, one on one. I'm taking Patrick Mahomes every single time. We've discussed this like ten times on the podcast. Stefan Diggs is the only reason why Josh Allen's playing well this year. Uh, Josh Allen was playing well last year too. I turned okay Carp around. Year. Listen, I had turned completely around on this. We discussed this last situation. week in regards <laughs> to one of the Steelers games that they played where they looked like crap in the first half. And it was because Stefan Diggs was dropping passes. Then all of a sudden he starts catching passes in the second half and Josh Allen's numbers go way, way up. Right, they but don't play but well. Stefan Diggs dropping. Right, but if Stefan Diggs dropping a couple of passes in the first half means that none of your other – you still have Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley has been the most underrated fantasy player of the season. This dude's scoring like 15 to 20 points every single week in PPR, okay? Like, Cole well, Beasley is still Diggs a solid – great PPR wide receiver. But, but my point is, is like, it, Stephon Diggs is without a doubt your best receiver. Yes. If he's dropping a couple of passes and is only has like one or two catches in the first half and you're sucking and then all of a sudden he ends the game with like five catches and you end up like him having the three catches should not be the difference between whether or not your quarterback is playing well or your quarterback is playing bad. Right. I, I like, get that. Agree. Disagree. But if you look at the numbers, Josh Allen from his rookie year up until current day, I turned I'm, I'm talking high test, dude. Okay. I'm talking I, you watch him right. play. He does not right. look like a good quarterback. Listen, we'll see what happens come playoff time. We'll see what happens come playoff time. Anyway, Broncos Chargers. Why? Holy, Why? Holy crap, this game sucks. Why is this even on the schedule? I mean, like, Eagles-Cowboys, at least there's the draw of, oh, you get to watch Jalen Hurts and see how well he does. Yeah, but, and like, that game means something for the division. Right. This is just, oh, man. Only division in football where all four teams are still alive. (laughs) I mean, I guess the Chargers? I have no idea who to pick. (laughs) None. I really don't think we should count this game. (laughs) I'm going to have to say Chargers. Wow, this is an awful game. Hold on. I'm going to make an educated pick here. Let me do my research. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to look up the Chargers schedule. Have these two teams played each other yet this year? Yes. 
The Broncos won by one. By one? Give me a break. Oh, my God. All right, now let's look at the Broncos. Who's even their starting quarterback right now? Is it Locke? Is he back? Yeah, Drew Locke's back. Oh, but wait, Philip Lindsay's out. Philip Lindsay's like done, done. Okay. Um, I don't feel good about taking either of these teams. No, I don't either, but I feel like Justin significantly better than anyone the Broncos have. So This game's going to come down to who has the better kicker. I'm telling you that right now. Well, yeah, clearly. And I actually think they have very similar kickers. <laughs> it's a problem. Bag Badgley and McManus, right? Oh, I think Badgley's a little bit better than McManus. Dude, this sucks. This sucks. Because yeah. because you just flip the coin. You said Chargers? I did. Broncos. that's going to be the one to lose you the uh the pick on it's not and don't get in my head with that i'm taking the broncos because they're the fit they're they are the underdogs on the money line and against the spread that's the only reason why is because th- i think that this this game is a lot closer than the line has it i mean it's pretty close already but i think this should be like a one point spread yeah all right next game panthers and football team this game means a hell of a lot more to the football team than it does the panthers also, uh, Christian McCaffrey is not playing, so... Oh, I'm taking Washington. Yeah. I am as well. Okay. Um, let me write this down. Who do you think is going to win the division in the uh, in the NFC Beast? Um, probably Washington. I think so. I mean, I think I said that a while ago just because of their strength of schedule remaining in the... See, I mean, who do they play next? The, the Eagles? Do they play the Eagles or do they play the Giants? They play the Eagles, right? Eagles, I think. Well, yeah. Is it? Is it? I thought it was Giants and Eagles. No, it'll be Giants Cowboys. It's always Week Seventeen is Giants Cowboys. Let's see. But look, yeah, because here's the thing: the Giants are going to lose this week, and that'll knock them out of um, contention. Yeah, Cowboys, yeah. The Cowboys, who knows what's going to happen? But the Eagles are like, if the football team wins this week, the Eagles can't catch them. If the football team wins this week, then the Eagles are eliminated unless. No, the, the Eagles are eliminated, period. There's no way the Eagles be. can get themselves into a situation in if. Right, because they'd have they have the, nine losses. Nine, they already they have nine be. losses. So even if the football team loses, they'd have more yeah. wins. Yeah. So if football team wins this week. They that's need the football team to question. lose out. Yeah. And then that leaves. So let's say if Washington wins this week, that leaves Cowboys, Giants, and Washington football team left alive in the division. And then the Cowboys and the Giants play each other in week uh, 17. And right. whoever wins that game is going to have to go like head to head down the line with Washington if they lose either of their next two games. Right. Yeah. All right. I don't know. Um, I I wouldn't wouldn't sleep on the Giants to try and sneak in to or like to sneak in. Just because. I mean, I wouldn't either. But the problem is, is that they have to like re- they no, have but, like, to win any out. Any of these, like the Cowboys, could too. That's the only thing. Right, but both of those teams have, to win, teams out, have right? to win out. Like, yeah. they have to win this week, and then if they don't win this week, then that's it. That's game. Yeah. So yeah. All right. Rams Seahawks. Good game. Finally a good game. So it's playoff. Yeah, so this is my good. like this is my money line of the week. If you if you like to bet based on the odds, Rams plus one hundred money line is a pretty good bet. That's probably the best bet that you're gonna get on a team that isn't favored this week. Yeah. I mean, like, it, it, and when I say team that isn't favored, I mean a team that isn't favored that can actually, like, win their game. Because the Rams can beat the Seahawks. So, the you know, them being plus 100, you could pick that. But, I mean, I'm, I think I'm going to take the Seahawks here. I feel like 
I feel like they're going to win this. Yeah, I'm going to take the Seahawks, too. Um, Do you know that Mike Iapati still plays in the NFL? uh, Are you asking me if he does or if I know that he does? No, he does. I didn't know that. (laughs) What is happening? Um, Yeah, I like the Rams line on the money line spread. If you're confident in them winning outright, then they'd cover. But no one covers a one and a half point spread and loses most of the time. Um, yeah, I'm taking the Seahawks too, though. All right. Eagles, Cowboys, Eagles. Yeah. Eagles. That's a pretty easy one. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Hurts looks real good. Uh, it sucks because if the Eagles were doing this the whole time with Jalen Hurts, they're probably in the playoffs. Yeah. They're probably disgusting too. Even though he's one and one. He's just, the offense just looks so much better. Yeah, I wish the Patriots drafted him. They should have. I was calling for it. And everyone's like, oh, he's not going to be good. I don't know. I still can't tell you if he's the guy for the future in Philadelphia. Because, you know, all these rookies have this rookie spark coming off the bench. So it's next year is really going to be a telling year if they start him. The only reason why I'm okay with them not taking him is if my two scenarios are we don't draft anybody. And we draft Jake from I'll take the, we don't draft anybody. Like, okay. I feel like, I, I feel like the alternative to like, you know, like I'm, I'm more willing to go without Jalen hurts than I am to go with Jake from. And I feel like, I feel like that was our, you know, our, our situation or yeah, our, I feel like it could have been so much worse. So I'm not going to ask for it to be better. Right. Beggars can't be choosers. Uh, all right, last game of the night. Actually, a great Sunday night football game. It is, uh, and it's also another one where if you're one of those people who likes to bet on the take money the Titans. line, the t- yeah, Titans money line is an interesting pick. This is this is the game. This is the running back duel. This is yes. Derrick Henry versus Aaron Jones, two of like the top running backs in the league. I'm taking the Titans. I think Derrick Henry goes off on this soft Packers run defense. I've got the Titans winning this game in a great spot to win, too, for them. A great spot to, quote-unquote, upset the Packers. Packers lose this one. Titans win this one. Yeah. Yeah, I think Titans win as well. Wow. You know who else I think wins this week is my fantasy team in the TBR Let's talk about that for a second. Well, okay. Here's the, pro- the projections are significantly closer. Yeah, the now. thing is, I still have a shot to win. So if Alvin Kamara gets four touchdowns instead of six, this game is this projection is tied. Yes, well, I'd be up. Yeah, yeah, it's essentially tied. Right. Which which is this nuts. is going to suck if I score like 170 and lose. This is going to suck. Fantasy football championships in the TBR company-wide fantasy league. And Seth, of course, has Alvin Kamara on Christmas Day who right, goes you for feel six good touchdowns. I had, on the bench. I had Gaskin on the bench instead of Swift. Like, if I started Gaskin over Swift, you'd be done. Game would be way over, yeah. <laughs> this is the thing. So far, I've made good decisions. Benching Kyler Murray was a great decision. Starting Adam Thielen, picking up Leonard Fournette and starting him at the flex was a good decision. Um, my only hope is that all of my players outscore their projections and some of yours don't. That's my only hope. I mean, here's the thing, right? Like, just based on the way he's played this year, Josh Allen's going to either hit or um, go over. Devontae Adams probably will be a little under, but not like it. Like, he'll probably get like 20 points, you know? Yeah. So I feel like the two of them are a wash when it comes to projections. Then Allen Robinson's been pretty solid all year. He'll probably end up with 18. That adds two to my projection. Sanders, who knows? Sanders is really the wild card in my lineup, and same with Andrews. Those are the two guys that it's like, who the heck knows what's going to happen. But I feel like Andrews is going to have a good game because he's playing the Giants. How do, looking at just like fantasy um, like team rankings, how are the Titans like, as good as they are, they have the third worst pass defense and the eighth Ooh, worst yeah. run defense. <laughs> I didn't even know that. It's just their offense is just so good. It's so weird. It's so weird. If it makes yeah. you feel any better, I am projected to lose by, I think, 70 in another league. So That doesn't make me feel better at all. <laughs> 
It's fine though because uh, what I may what I'll make up for in my fantasy loss this week, I will make back betting. I'll make myself feel good. With I mean, you say that as if you're losing money on the TBR league, which you're not. Which we're not just losing. which i enjoy i enjoy not having to bet money on my fantasy team yeah same i don't want to do like it's it's more fun if it's not i feel like if it's a money league it's too intense yes like you have the veto scandal going on right now where he's money laundering which (laughs) i didn't i didn't want to be uh i didn't it was a 40 dollar buy-in that league and how many people are in it there's 10 of us right Yeah, so. I'm like, I did not want to be like last year was like 10. Right. So I, I was OK, you know, doing ten dollars. Forty was a stretch. Yeah, it's just kind of an, like it's annoying because it's a keeper league. And my keepers are James Robinson, Christian McCaffrey and Patrick Mahomes. Those are three good keepers, though. Yeah, they are. It's just I'm not trying to pay forty dollars every year because I'm not that good at fantasy. Yeah. facts. So, come, come to the dark side and come, come bet on some sports. No, I refuse. No, you gotta, you gotta get in on it. Me and me and Carp. I've been having bad weeks, but this is a turnaround week. I, I mean, realistically, <laughs> if I look at it, right, like, I, do I have a winning record in Pick'em right now? Yeah, I think we both do. Yeah, so I guess I would have been up money theoretically this year. Yeah, if you bet just money line individually and not parlayed, yeah. Yeah. Or if you bet like, like that's what I like. I do it like. I risk a little to win a lot versus like being strategic and being like, all right, I'm going to bet $5 to win six this week. And then like slowly, that's how I got to where I'm at now. Like I started off with $0. I put in $1 of my own money and then worked my way up to like 500. And then once I got to 500, I was like, okay, I'm going to bet $10 to win 2000 and didn't hit. I'm going to bet $10 to win 7,000 didn't hit. That's what I do now. And then once I like, once I lose all my money, then I'm going to start doing the, put $1 in to win two, two to win three. And that's just a long process. Right. But that's the, that's the good way to do it because realistically, like say you lose all of the money that you've got like stored up from betting. Yeah. You lose $1. Right. That's what I'm saying is I'm technically not losing money because it's not like money that I'm taking from elsewhere and putting into bed. Right. This is money that you wouldn't have had to begin with. It's exactly. not. Yeah. Which is, yes. that's the smart way to do it. And you should be proud of yourself for betting that way. Thank you. But yeah, I'm, I'm proud of myself for betting that way, but I'm also not proud of myself because I feel like there's like in terms of like picking games, because there's just a few like spreads that I that I should that I was on the fence on that have lost me like parlays where it's like the the reward would have been like 7K. That's insane. But like I it just like one game didn't hit or like one game was a push and I just got the money that I put in back. And it's like, oh, that sucks. But yeah, I, I have a feeling that this is going to be a good week. Uh, I bet on the NBA for the first time ever on a Christmas Day. I don't like, I've never bet on basketball. And he's tough to bet on. That's one I, of those things where I it's bet, like. Um, I bet the spreads and then I bet that LeBron would be the highest point scorer of the day. Which was incorrect. It was Kyrie. It was Kyrie and Chris Middleton, wasn't it? I don't know. I Chris Middleton had a ton of points. I just know that, that it wasn't LeBron. Yes. But yeah, I yeah. bet the spreads and that was interesting because I've never bet on basketball. Yeah, basket it's just basketball's such an it's like hockey where it's um and it's and baseball as well, where it's like football's a little bit easier to bet on, it's a little bit more predictable. Mm-hmm. Um, but just because of the length of the seasons, it's so hard to bet on individual games when it comes to baseball, hockey, basketball. And two, I think football, especially with the spread, even the over under is a lot easier because of the amount of points. Like, all right, yeah, they're, they're probably once you get into safeties and all that, then you're then you throw yourself off. But the seven and the three, for the most part, teams are scoring seven and three. Sometimes you have a missed kick here and there when you're on that trajectory that works really well towards the spread. Um, but basketball, it's like, oh, you could have a three pointer or a two pointer or one pointer, whatever. That messes up the spread. I noticed when I was watching the game, I was like, oh, this like like because the points are like like the the Warriors game was like one oh nine to seventy six at one point. Like football, it's either like, you know, thirty four to seventeen. You know, it's just easier to like cover the spread in football because you, you work in those increments versus basketball. You could have any number of points. 
Right. Uh, theoretically, you can in football, except for one. It's impossible to just score one point in a game. But uh, you like you. It's very far and few. You find teams scoring like I don't know. It's actually They're, not true. Yeah. You can score one in a football game. You can score one individual point at it at any given time in the football. No, game. I think you can go from zero to one. How? It, don't if you block a extra point, don't you only get one point when you run it back, or do you get two? You get two. Yeah, because okay. it, it's like technically a two point touchdown. I guess that's fair. I don't know. I always thought that it was a. Uh, I'm I, fairly I, certain that you can't get one. You can get one point for the PAT, but then you have seven. Right. Right. I think you can't get one. I, I don't know. I have to look at. It. There are like I was watching TikTok. There are some weird rules where it's like. That's only happened like twice ever in the NFL history where if you receive a punt, you can punt it back <laughs> and like score. <laughs> like, like that's okay. So there is, it is possible. I just looked it up. There's such thing as one? a one point safety. So if an NFL team is kicking an extra point and there's somehow a safety <laughs> on that set on said extra point. Then the other team gets one. <laughs> the other team gets one point. They do not get two for the safety. Awesome. They get one for the safety. Wait, so, so it's literally impossible. They would have to block, kick, run it back, and then fumble it, and then have it, and then have the other team recover in their own end zone for it to be a safety. You would have to fumble it on the on like the two yard line. Have the other have team it go it up, in start the end zone. running it, and then go into the end zone, and then that would be a one point safety. Right. <laughs> Or you do a fake PAT and like no, say you do a fake PAT is a two point safety because it'd be a two point conversion. Oh, okay. So yeah, so that will never happen in the history. Of the will NFL. literally never happen. <laughs> Impossible. But there are plays. I saw this on TikTok. They said it's happened like twice and worked. Where if you're receiving a punt, if you're the punt returner, you can punt it back. <laughs> the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, and, what? <laughs> and if it goes through the uprights, you get three points. I think. So if if a team's punting from their own end zone and it's a bad punt and you let's say you get it at the 30, you can you can drop kick it into the uprights and it counts. Oh, yeah. You can drop kick at any point in the game. You don't have to do that on the return of a punt. But wait, let me look it up because he said it's only happened like, well, I think it was more that like this play has only happened X amount of times. Well, a drop kick is fairly rare. I mean, what's his face? Did it a couple of times? For the Patriots. Flutie. Yeah, Flutie did it for the Patriots. Oh, I got to find this video because I was like laughing so hard. Yeah, here it is. It's only happened 26 times ever. 26 the times. The rule applies when the team is punting the ball. The player receiving the kick can obviously make a fair catch. But what you probably don't know is that the player receiving it can drop kick or kick the ball back. And if it goes through the uprights, it's three points. And if it doesn't go through the uprights, then it's just the other team's ball where it's spotted. So that makes sense. <laughs> that's so funny. Imagine, like, middle of a game. You're like a punt returner. Like, I don't know. Who returns punts for the Chiefs? Is it, dude, is it Hardman? Or old is ass Hardman dude Hill? came up with that rule. That's kind of a sick rule. You can punt it back. I know, but like, who the hell <laughs> thinks of this stuff? Boot it back. <laughs> it's Imagine so... that football game. That would be so fun. Instead of playing football, you just punt it back and forth. You can't cross the 50 ever. <laughs> Agreed aggression. <laughs> just the handshake before before the game starts. The two coaches are like, all right, so we're just going to punt everything and you It'd have be to be like in it. hockey if they just did like goalies shooting at the nets back and forth the whole game. I would love that. That'd be so much fun. Yeah, you just kick, you just punt it back and forth to each other until someone gets it in the uprights. You both start on like the 45. And then, I mean, I don't even know if it's theoretically possible to punt a ball. Can you? From what? That far out, punt a ball into the uprights? That's a long kick. It is a long kick. That's that's the reason. I can't believe that that's happened 26 times because, like, Think about it. it would have, have to be, be on like the 35 yard line, probably like the 30 yard line, right? To make it a 40 yard kick. Yeah, and if you're not a punter either, you're not like experienced kicking. So you'd have to be real close. Well, that, this, but it's a drop kick. It's not a punt. Right. It ha- the, but, the, 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 the nose of the football has to make contact with the ground in order for it to count. 
Yeah. And so the and the other problem with that is you have guys running at you. If it's that's a thirty done, yard kick, <laughs> dudes are going to be on. Like dudes do the forty yard dash in four seconds. Yeah. Most punts are in the air for like five. Like it's right. it's it's almost impossible in today's NFL for that it to happen. Would have had to have been back of the end zone muffed kick kicker receiver automatically recognizes it goes up yeah. grabs it drop kick does it before anyone touches him it'd be it's so unlikely <laughs> oh that's that's awesome oh we should next tbr flag football game we should allow drop kicks if <laughs> we just punt it back and forth that would be fun all right yeah but that was the sunday nfl pick em. so to recap we will look into the cheating scandal. It's possible we hold kangaroo court on the TBR podcast this coming week. I am in favor of doing that. If if I'm going to watch the tape. Hey, if it means that my record goes from 0-1 to 0-0, I'll take it. If he admits to it, then we might then we might have it be a wash of a game. Um, we don't know. I don't know what to do yet. I don't know that he did cheat, but, but the, the listeners are on to him. So... Let's just let's leave it at that. But yeah, episode 55. It was Sunday. Thank you all for listening.